1: Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to Ingles and Ian, and a uh, Cowboys Ride for Free podcast. And as always, we have our good friend Ian and special guest, the man, the myth, the Twitter account, at Pistol Rick. How's everybody doing? What's
0: up, guys? You know, nice win. It's a nice win for the Cowboys. We'll get into that. But, yeah, feeling good. Ready to get out of quarantine.
1: (laughs) I bet, man. (laughs) That's got to be tough. Just, like, staying in your room pretty much the entire time, huh?
0: Yeah, it, it hasn't been that bad, but it's just like, all right, I need to, I need to get back to work.
1: Hey, at least, at least you can do this now. You know, like ten years yeah. ago, this would have been a lot harder. <laughs> Actually, that's not even trickier than ten years ago. This wouldn't have been too hard. <laughs> it's a lot easier now than it used to be. It sure, it sure is.
0: It sure is.
1: So, uh, what, what's your reaction? What's everybody's reaction to this game on Saturday? Like that, that felt pretty good.
2: That did. I mean, I thought. You know, Jalen Warren was kind of lightning in a bottle, maybe at Boise, but that proved not to be the case. He, he seems pretty legit to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, he really looks good. He's a Utah state transfer, right? So he's mm-hmm. senior, super senior. Do you know? Senior. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he'll stay an extra year because he's got that extra year el- eligibility. It should, anyway. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it was, we came out. We ran down the field, they kick, you know, they, they returned that kick for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, here we go. We're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, I mean,
2: first possession, you know, even we just got out through a screen. Jalen Warren takes it 53 yards out of yeah. nowhere. That's biggest play we've seen in three weeks. I mean, despite his, or other than his 75 yard run in Boise, we haven't seen anything like that in a
1: while. Mm-hmm. It's looked really good. I just, yeah. So, But there is one big thing that's jumping out to me is what's going on with our field kicking unit. Like, like our our like we have not been able to like hit a field goal to save our lives. Yeah, I don't know what
2: happened to uh, Alex Hale's confidence. He uh, was so consistent last year, and I think he's zero for three on forty yard. Field goals this year so far?
1: Uh, I don't know about that, but he, last year he was 13 for 14, and this year he's two for five.
2: Oh, from 40-plus? No, general. just period. Oh, I think oh, –
0: okay. I was thinking 40-plus. He hasn't made one this year yet.
1: So, so like, yeah,
0: 40-plus 40, 40 he is 0 for 3 right now. Uh, last year he was a 3 for 3, but his lawn was 44. So the three field goals – are the, the two field goals he missed last week were – uh, 48 and 49 yards so i mean that's i don't think we were expecting that much from hale uh obviously you'd want him to make it but i'm not super worried about alex hale at the moment
1: you know i'm looking because I, I remember something about this um he did get hurt before bedlam mm-hmm. last year and i wonder if there's a nagging some maybe something in his hip or something is messed up they yeah maybe he just like is in enough pain to where he can't make a good motion, but I mean, that's, that's not good. And that's yeah. not something Gundy's teams tend to do. They tend to be nails from the, from the field.
2: I was kind of surprised, you know, after missing the 48 yarder that Gundy decided to run him back out there for a 49 yarder, you know, that's not typical of Gundy. You know, I thought he'd be conservative and punt in that situation, but.
1: Uh, maybe, that's I mean, the it, kid, well, I mean, isn't isn't Hale like 30-something years old?
0: That's Hudden. No, I think uh, yep. Hale is the normal junior age. Yeah.
1: What is normal age for football anymore post-COVID? True. That's true. <laughs> they, they probably got some like 27-year-olds rolling around who have been here since they were 18.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'll say this about the offense. I mean, I thought – I thought that it looked like a normal open state team where you stall out in the third quarter and punt several times. Um, But I I thought the offense looked good from what, from what I saw compared to the last couple of weeks, it appears Sanders might have found um, his, you know, his swagger back. But again, my problem with him was always his consistency. So if he could do that game in and game out, then I'm going to be, you know, like, okay, Sanders is that dude, but. For now, I'm not exactly sure. Jalen Warren looked good. It, it's very nice having receivers. Tay Martin <laughs> yeah, looked great. Nine catches, 100 yards, touchdown. Uh, can't wait for Jaden Bray to come back. I think he was limited. I don't know. Even, he, didn't, he didn't get a catch, but hopefully he'll be back for that Baylor
1: game. But defense looked great, as always. Um, Which is weird to say, being a long time Oklahoma State fan. It's like, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who would who would yep. know? Our defense is good. <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, I thought uh
2: tay Martin was obviously huge. The biggest thing for me is that in that on our third possession, we uh brought back the red Zone fade, which I haven't yeah. seen that in a minute that was that was good to see again mm-hmm. um but yeah, tay Martin's obviously huge in the passing game, I mean that's obviously he was the catalyst that we've been missing last two weeks, and our passing games disappeared
1: <clears throat> in. Besides, so the six people that caught balls yesterday or not yesterday, Saturday, all but one of them were over 10 yards a, care, a catch on average. So, you know, Pre- Presley two for 53, uh, Rashad Owens three for 49, Green two for uh, two for 47. Like if we can keep those big chunks up. It's mm-hmm. going to be huge. Just be able to move the ball down the field.
0: Yeah, that's been beneficial throughout. I like how they're kind of opening up the playbook for bigger chunk plays uh, from what we've seen. I mean, look, 344 yards, like that's about normal of what I think most Oklahoma State fans would expect uh, instead of 82 from last week.
1: Yeah, for real. And, you know, Spencer did it on the ground too, not a ton, but enough that, you know, uh, zone read the, you know, in the red zone was perfect, like perfectly just executed by everybody involved. Uh, The the thing with Sanders is he didn't turn the ball over and that has been his issue. Like I have just resigned myself to he's going to throw at least one pick a game. And the fact he didn't is starting to show some real improvement.
2: Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. The, the one time that I got upset with him is uh, I think it was the fifth possession, offense possession, second half. He threw one up into double coverage out of nowhere. They picked it off, but he had fallen out of bounds. But outside of that, I don't remember a pass that he even threw that was dangerous.
1: Right. Yeah. At no point was like, I was really like, oh, oh, please, please don't, please don't have that get picked off, you know, like at <laughs> no point did that happen really. So, and, you know, he's really good looking so far. I mean, he's got a 143 passer rating in, in September, which is a lot better than he's normally has. So uh, maybe, maybe Gundy is right. He actually turned that corner and is, Really progressing.
0: That could be the case, but uh, I kind of want to talk about the defense again, real quick. Uh, Brock Martin potentially, uh, well, he's out for a couple weeks because of a arm injury. that they They haven't been too specific on what that is. I think the best case scenario f- for him is probably getting back to the Texas game because there's a buy right after this game, so mm-hmm. that's the hope. But I mean, we'll see. He might they might just put it in a sling and he's just playing throughout. I don't know. He's, he's tough. So.
1: Yeah. Well, even as something Gundy said is like, it's really just going to depend on how much pain he can handle. Yeah. And so that makes it sound like it just hurts a lot, but it doesn't sound like he's going to get more injured. If he plays, he's just, he might be in so much pain. He can't be effective. Yeah.
2: I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of this is going to fall on, what can Colin Oliver do as a freshman now? He's going to have to step up, and I'm kind of excited to see him get a lot of snaps this week
0: against Baylor. Yeah, I think he's a heck of an athlete. I mean, he was he got some significant playing time in the uh, Kansas State game. Mm-hmm. Looked really good there. Uh, for what I saw, I think he had two total tackles. I think he had like a tackle for loss as well. I mean, he's not Brock Martin, but, I mean, he is, I think he'll be just fine.
1: Yeah. And the defense, you know, they only allowed one offensive touchdown the entire game. That's incredible. And I mean, that one
2: offensive the... uh, touchdown was that, you know, they, the Blitz got to... Uh,
1: yeah, you just like threw it, it into the...
2: Somehow got that out of there. That was ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it was a broken play, like hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was nobody around Deuce Vaughn for yeah. at least 20 yards because everybody was on the quarterback. Right. He somehow got it off. I was like, I, I'm watching that live, and I'm like, "How did that happen?"
2: Well, yeah, I started celebrating. I thought we had the sack. Ball yeah. comes out of a pile of people.
1: Yeah, that was that's one of the more wonky plays you'll probably see this college football season. And it's also a play like I can't get mad at. Yeah. You're just like, right? Well, yeah, I there's nothing you What well, on
0: yeah. you? I mean, Knowles
1: called up a good
2: blitz, and it pretty much worked. You know, if that's how people are going to score on us, I'm not
1: not too concerned. Like, at this point with Knowles, it's, like, pretty much he's going to blitz on third down. Like, you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. They know it's coming. We know it's coming. And somehow he still gets there almost every – like, the defense still manages to get there almost every time. Like, the uh, the third down conversion rate was, like, 2 for 12 for K-State, which mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, right? I'll
2: say the, the unsung hero is kind of Jared Bernard converse. He dominates, mm-hmm. especially to start the game. I think they – they threw at him three different times on that first drive in the end zone. And he broke up all three of them. And I don't, I don't know if they, they may have thrown at him one other time, the rest of the game. So I thought he was a huge part of establishing
0: the defense. Oh, a hundred percent. He was playing lockdown defense for a lot of the game. I mean, it all came on that like first drive where they just threw at him and Jared just, you just say no. I'm going to deflect all of mm-hmm. these passes mm-hmm. you're throwing at me. Incomplete. No, no pass interferences. I don't. I don't think. But yeah, I don't think it he had a pass. A, that was a really solid effort from him. Do what?
2: Yeah, I'm just agreeing with you. I don't think he had a pass interference. The one I can remember is on that same drive they threw at him on the third down. He tackled him short, uh, short of the first down, and they end up going forward on fourth. But that's the only time I remember them completing a pass on him all game. So. I know Malcolm Rodriguez is the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week, but I thought um, Jarek was
1: right up there. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just a great defensive performance, and but 260 total yards for K-State. That's yep. nothing, you know. 62 on the ground. That was like their big strength coming into the, this game was their rushing attack, and they just didn't have it. Yeah,
0: the way they were able to shut down Deuce Vaughn rushing wise because he only had. 22 yards on 13 carries Mm -hmm. and that was like one of their big like threats that we were talking about because i mean he's practically darren sproles too Mm -hmm. and the way that they were able to contain him in the the ground game was really impressive
1: yeah the one thing i am worried about is the second half stalling of the offense like we didn't score in the second half against boise you know like that that's starting to bother me. Like, is it play calling? I know we committed a lot of penalties in the second half compared to the first half, which really backed us up. But still, I still mean, like, I'm not sure what's going on. It just, there's definitely something going on that we're not putting up points in the second half.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely the penalties, I, the, I think five of the seven of our seven possessions in the second half were set back or, killed our momentum with a penalty and i don't i don't know what it is that we just we got sloppy or whatever it was one of those penalties being um when whoever was came to spencer's defense on after hennington twisted his leg so that i don't count that but that that killed that drive
1: yeah for sure and yeah well and also you know two of the missed field goals were in the second half you know Mm -hmm. We're looking at this at like 37-20. We feel a lot better about it, but now there's two goose eggs because we missed field goals. That's not a good thing.
0: It's, yeah, but I- it's not. Part of me thinks that it's kind of just like Gundy being Gundy, where he's just like, I'm going to play conservative in the second half. And we kind of saw some of that. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it because I think that they'll score points when they need to. That's kind of what it's come down to. If they need to get a score, they will get a score. If they don't feel like they need to get a score, they just don't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that's that's true, and that is something I was thinking about. Like this team, like they're they're resilient. Like they like it could have been really easy for them to give up against Tulsa. Would have been really easy for them to give up against you know Missouri State. It all you know it would just been really easy for them to just say whatever we're done. And they didn't, and they've been put fighting through, and I think that's gonna be a really good sign for this team.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it.
2: What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices.
0: Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I,
2: I saw a couple opportunities in the second half for them to score. And, you know, they were just, for whatever reason, it didn't, didn't pan out. So, I, you know, I, I think that they were being more aggressive than they were in the Boise game um, in the second half i I think uh that like fourth possession in the second half, Spencer kind of overthrew Blaine Green and he was streaking, and I think I don't know if anyone was in front of him. if you would have hit him in stride i'm I'm sure he'd still be running and uh immediately after that we that's when Jalen Warren had cramped up previously, and we threw that screen to Dominic Richardson. he kind of tripped up on his own guy, and that that screen would have he could have walked in after that. So there there's opportunities for us to score, and we kind of kept shooting ourselves in the foot.
1: Right. but I mean, it didn't bite us. At least we had, like, the people to be aggressive in the second half, unlike Boise, you know, because we just yeah. didn't have anybody in that game. So if the injuries could stop, that'd be great. That would be – that'd be a dream. That'd be an absolute dream. Because hopefully we make it through Baylor with the W, and then we got the bye week. So hopefully we can get healthy, you know, go go into the, you know, bye week 4-0 and get healthy. So I, I'm, I'm now looking up the
0: stats for that Baylor-Iowa State game this week. Iowa State had more total yards, 479 for Iowa State to 282 for Baylor. Got out past uh, Iowa State at 263 yards to Baylor's 159 outrushed Iowa state at 216 yards. Baylor had 123. Baylor had more penalties had the same amount of turnovers, less time possession, 12 fewer first downs and still beat Iowa state.
1: And they had a bajillion penalties. (laughs) They had nine
0: to Iowa state's three.
1: Yeah, but it's a hundred yards to 25.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's, I, I'm. I did not watch this game. Yeah, I was just, to say I yeah. need to go
1: back and watch this because I need to know how this happened.
0: I, I'm failing to comprehend how this happened.
2: Yeah, Iowa State wow. had a chance to win at the end too, and I, I, I can't figure out what's wrong with them. They just don't seem like the team everyone expected them to be coming into the season.
1: Definitely not. I mean, that's <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I mean, that's a, that's going through college football right now, like. There's a lot of people like, you know, Clemson is out of the top 10. I think they're at 25 now. There's a bunch of teams, Ohio State, they're giving up a thousand points a game. Like, there's a bunch of teams. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to be the best. And they're just not like, oh, you doesn't look great. Iowa State's lost twice already. It's a, it's a wild, wild time. It's, it's actually kind of nice. It's been a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, now we're. Now Oklahoma State's 19th ranked, and this is this is a ranked matchup. One of the, I think, four only ranked matchups, and then one of five matchups that's featuring both undefeated teams. So
1: yeah, I mean it's that's oof, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think about Baylor.
2: Yeah, this is not a game I had marked on my calendar that I was excited for when the schedule originally came out. I, you know, Baylor being—I think they were two and seven last year, or whatever it was—or, you know, it's it's weird. But Aranda's done done a good job down there. They look a lot better than they did.
1: Man, they're not. Man, they're putting up some serious points. They're averaging forty-two points a game. I mean, granted, they've played Texas State. Texas Southern and KU (laughs) and ISU. So (laughs) it's not like they're playing, you know, big time opponents. Still, they have some firepower.
0: Man, I I don't know what to make of them just because they have played virtually nobody. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got, they have a great Kansas win, which anybody can look good against Kansas, barely beat Texas state. And they had a really good game against Texas Southern. This, This feels like one of those typical Baylor teams that has like a really weak like non-conference schedule well they got byu in a couple weeks too but one of those teams that like comes out firing out the gate and you don't know what to make of them just yet yeah i
1: mean what that's such a weird time to have byu middle middle conference play
2: you can go and i i start that rivalry up
1: (laughs) the new holy war yeah exactly at least BYU still has some of their like you religious stuff in place. Baylor's <laughs> not been a religious school in forever. How?
0: They just not like I don't know. I know they're Baptist, but like, are they just like they getting looser with their restrictions now?
1: I mean, it, it's pretty much just a state of university at this point, from what I from what I can tell. My my sister in law actually works there, so yeah. it's like, mm. there's just nothing, pretty much nothing there when it comes to faith anymore.
0: Dang. That's actually kind of sad to be
1: honest.
2: <laughs> I think TCU is pretty much the same way, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think TCU is the same way. That's probably why they like they pretty much never refer themselves as Texas Christians, almost always just TCU. Yeah. So, if we're going to if you're going to give me one word to describe how you feel about Oklahoma State at the current moment, what's that word?
2: Confused. I, I do not understand, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of it's been injuries and I get that, but that, that team in the first half, if you would have just shown me the stats for them and, you know, shown me the previous three games, there's no way I think that's the same team. Just the efficiency the offense had, it was incredible. I mean, it it was like watching the vintage Oklahoma State team, which was great, but man, I, I just hope they can... Continue to do that, and that wasn't just a one-off
1: half. Right, I agree. I mean, see if if Warren can stay healthy and if Spencer can keep making good decisions, I think they got a really good chance to put up some real points. Yeah,
0: I think my word is probably consistency. If they're consistent, then they're they're going to be their top. I don't know, fifteen team, but because they've been so inconsistent, they're ranked in nineteen right now, and. Honestly, I kind of think that's a little too high. Probably would have put them in 20 to 22 range. Um, but if they can have like a full consistent game against Baylor, at least on the offensive end, then uh, they, could, they could jump up a couple spots.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they beat Baylor, especially if they beat them soundly, uh, they'll probably be 12 after that week, I would guess, especially if people above. That, yeah. That's one reason they jumped up so much is – so many people above them Mm -hmm. have lost. I heard a stat today. It's the most most top 25 teams that have lost through three games ever or tied it or some some record like that.
0: Love it. This is great. This has been a really (laughs) fun season thus far, and it's because of the upsets. Having Clemson be completely just sounds like mediocre. Having an Ohio State team that's kind of on the brink, Having you know an Arkansas team just kind of Undertaker themselves and literally come back from the dead.
1: And yeah, they, they, have, they, they know, came out of nowhere. No one was talking Arkansas the beginning of the season. Now they've got two big wins because you know Texas is looking really good again. Yeah, they had that. They lost Arkansas, but they smoked Tech. Oof, it's like seventy with to was, the
0: Talk was sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, do not you know what's what that?
0: I
2: was I was thinking that, you know, originally wasn't Tech projected to be second to or right in front of Kansas in the rankings at the beginning of the season. Um, so I never really expected much of them. So I, you know, I don't know how good of a win that really is. Uh, yeah, but still up putting up tech.
1: 70 on You're, tech is sure. still a lot. <laughs> yep. You know, that's yeah. Even yeah, like it's I, bad teams. It's hard to put up 70. yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought Texas Tech would be better. I thought they'd make a bowl game this year just because I think Matt Wells is in a kind of tough spot. They had a good quarterback and now they just they look bad. Their defense looks the same. It looks like the classic Texas Tech defense yeah, so where bad. not even Patrick Mahomes could bail you out. Like it's <laughs> it's it's rough. They need they need a pitman of their own. Yeah,
1: yeah so I th- I think my my word for this team right now is hopeful, which is a scary thing. Because going into the season, I did not have a lot of hope. And after the first couple of games, I really didn't have any hope. But now I'm like, maybe. It's like that, that you know, the training montage and like all those 80s movies where like they suck. And then about a quarter of the way through, the trainer's like, he's got, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. And that's kind of how I feel about this team right now is maybe. Maybe there's some hope here. Yeah, and
2: I'm, you know, what do, what do y'all think about the transformation the offensive lines had from what we saw against Missouri State where it didn't look like they could block anyone? Now, you know, our run game's dominant, and Jalen Warren's going right. 15 yards untouched on plays.
1: Well, this game here was the first time that they've been able to start the same offensive line in back-to-back games this year, mm-hmm. and I don't think they did that at all last year either. Because there was somebody, I don't remember who it was, who was hurt to start the season. And so, th- him being back in just consistency, of the offensive line, I think is, is big. And yeah. so, I now that I've seen the last two weeks, I get the preseason talk about yes, the offensive line is good. Because now that everyone's healthy and they're consistent, they're proving to be very good. We are putting up a lot of a lot of yards on the ground. Spencer in general has got a lot of time now. Like he's, I mean, that's probably one reason he's been able to make good decisions is because he's got, you know, time to make those good decisions. And he's not being forced around.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's just like, they're finally like a cohesive unit. It's not just, oh, we are, we're, you know, just a bunch of table scraps. It's like okay, we finally got it now. Yeah,
1: right. And, you know, it's like bringing it back up. You know, Spencer Sanders only been sacked five times. That's pretty good over four games. And especially how bad the O line looked in the first game. To only be sacked five times is not bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's it's a much it's a it's a much needed upgrade from last year.
1: Well, yeah. Well, last year, you know. There was just so many injuries.
0: So do we want to talk about the wrestling schedule now?
1: Yeah, man. That's pretty good. Uh, what Iowa in Dallas. I don't know why they're having it at a baseball stadium, but.
2: Super random, but it's awesome. <laughs> awesome opportunity for people like me live in Dallas to go see a wrestling match that we wouldn't otherwise ever get to go up for.
1: Right, and there's I, there, there's two other major wrestling events going on that they're trying to, like, make into one big thing. Because there's some Team USA thing going on, I noticed. And I think, like, state championships are going on. And I, so I think that they're trying to make it a big weekend
0: of wrestling. Just have it all go on at the same time?
1: I don't know if it'll be the same time, but I, I know they're, like, let's see if I can find it. Uh they're trying to pair it with an international freestyle duel for the US. So I don't know if it's going to be Iowa versus Oklahoma State and on the state, you know, in, at the same time Team USA is going to be dueling too. I'm not sure, but it looks like they're trying to make it an event. I
0: think another thing that stood out is um, Stanford, the meeting at Stanford that opens the season, he's at Stanford's football stadium. And they were almost, they were on the verge of cutting the Stanford wrestling program. So that's a nice little start for you to, you know,
1: is the Stanford traditionally a good wrestling. I'm just now getting into wrestling. So I'm not, I, I couldn't tell you, I know that they were almost, they were almost cut. Yeah. Wrestling is one of those things that tend to get cut for title nine. Wrestling is they got, go ahead. Wrestling is like, especially with MMA, like wrestling is collegiate wrestling is becoming a very big deal. Like I've never seen it this hype before. Well,
0: probably the two biggest stars, Gable Stevenson out of Minnesota and OSU's AJ Ferrari. I mean, they're not facing each other, but they will be at the same duel on November 20th because uh, OSU travels to Minneapolis. To take on the yeah, it, there. That's yeah. a good match.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, that'll be a good one. I mean, the Big Ten always brings good wrestling. You know, they got Iowa and Penn State and Minnesota and a bunch of other guys. It's also a weird conference. I know it's Big Twelve, but like Big Twelve wrestling is super bizarre because not everyone has it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really weird because because uh, I think Northern Iowa also in it. South Dakota State's oh. in it. Fresno was in it. I think they cut it. Is that but... like
1: Wyoming in it too? I think.
0: I don't think so. I think there were forces in it. It's like them in Utah Valley. And you're like, where are you, Where did y'all come from?
1: Yeah. The, the, like it, you always think that the conferences like they're, they're the same, but there are mm-hmm. certain schools like that are only a part of it for certain sports and not for others. And
0: yeah, it's, it, it's a weird thing, but it looks like a pretty decent schedule for Oklahoma state. It will it'll it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh that bedlam bedlam duel February 20th. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a riot.
1: Well, and then uh OU's gotten good at wrestling. Um that I mean they're not on our level yet, but they're really good.
0: They're getting there. They're definitely yeah. getting there in those. And then um, yeah, both bedlam duels are gonna be very interesting. It's gonna that those two meets will probably be like the must sees on the schedule other than Iowa, obviously, and probably Mm -hmm. Minnesota.
1: Right. I mean, Iowa, I mean, that's going to be a top three or four tilt, you know, because Oklahoma State's super good. Iowa's always really good. Penn State's always really good. You know, Oklahoma finished the year at 19 last year, so that'll be a top 10, you know, top 20 matchup probably.
0: Does it seem like a light schedule to you? Because I, I kind of thought there'd be more duels. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy.
1: I have no idea how that works. Uh, I don't know if. Yeah, no idea. Like I said, like I I didn't even know wrestling like this existed until I moved to Oklahoma. because like, it especially growing up where I was in Texas, there were no high school wrestling programs. So I had never seen like high school wrestling until I moved to Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, it's pretty big. There's a I mean, at least at my high school, got there's a guy at OU now, Josh Heinzelman. He was like undefeated two time state champ. So he's uh yeah, he, he's doing great at Oklahoma. So I'm happy for him.
1: Yeah, but it's Oklahoma.
0: And we hate Oklahoma. It is. It, it is. I, I gotta have I gotta shout him out, man. <laughs>
1: And man, the uh, the women's golf team is just lights out right now. They're if they're not number one in the country. They're going to be number two because yeah. uh, they're they're beating. They're in some tournament right now where they're nineteen clear of the field. Like, that is insane. They could quit playing and still win. They could probably hey. shoot bogey golf and still win. <laughs> Yeah, and Kaylee McGinty, man, she's rolling like she's really carrying the team right now. She's they, minus seven.
0: They are just crushing it right now, man. I, I, they're gonna be, they're gonna be tough to beat. They might, they might win it all. I think they could easily win it. Well,
1: all. they didn't lose many people from that runner-up team last year, no, so uh, maybe this is when we'll start seeing a lot of like uh, cowgirls on the LPGA tour soon. Because that's oh. just something like oh, yeah. you don't see too often. Is like. It's only until recently that the women's team has gotten good, but still, it's one of those things where, like, it'd be really cool to start seeing you know the you know, then representing on the LPGA tour, you know, because I, I love watching the cowboys on tour because they all seem to really love Oklahoma State and always rep it and everything, and yeah, it'd be cool to see some of the women do be able to do that too.
0: Oh, uh, kind of something cool of note: Carrie Eberle is pitching over on. FS1 like right as we're recording she's got her own team in I don't know what league this is but yeah team Eberly is uh is playing right now I don't know what league this is but she's she's uh she's thrown right now in uh some softball some pro softball
1: very nice yeah yeah I've been seeing more of that that there's actually I'm a happy. pro softball league now
0: that before I, I need we need to get that going like Let's yeah. go,
1: dude. That's one of those things. Like, I never, like, all my time in Stillwater, I never managed to make it to a softball game. I don't know how. I don't know why. I used to work, like, I could see the softball stadium from where I used to work. But it's just, like, never made it, <laughs> and I regret it.
0: Yeah. I, I need to go to more games uh, this coming year. I went to, I went to a few. Went to the Big Twelve Championship, and that was so much fun.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it'd be a lot of fun. It, it's. You know, now that OSU's gotten better and, you know, it's a legitimate team, I, I watch them a lot more. Like, I, like when they sucked, I didn't watch them as much. But now that they're really good, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, I'll, I'll watch OSU be good at anything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good boy. So, All right. And to close out our show, uh, why don't y'all give me y'all's hot takes for the week, in, week of sports that is coming up.
2: Uh, I'll go with uh, my hot take, and so everyone can critique me tomorrow. Um, is for the Monday night football game, I'm going to predict that the Cowboys end up winning by two touchdowns.
1: Oh, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll go with uh, my hot take will go, come in the world of baseball. And I think that we will see, well, Actually, I'm not. I'm not sure about this now. I'm starting to change my mind. I was going to say there's going to be a game 163 somewhere in the league. I think it might come in that AL wild card, but I'm kind of thinking that I'm kind of thinking that the um, Yankees and Red Sox are going to be those two wild card teams in the AL, and Boston will win the wild card game.
1: Uh, turn out Toronto's gonna Toronto's gonna make it. I think. Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. Yeah. There, I, is, There uh, is a scenario to where there could be a six-way tie for those. Please.
0: I want all that chaos. I'd love to see that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it would so, be awesome.
0: So, here's the thing. Uh, Boston has to take on Baltimore and Washington as its final six games. Uh, Toronto has a series with the Yankees. Uh, and then the Orioles. So it kind of depends on how they do in those uh, Yankee games.
1: Yeah.
0: Or Toronto. So we'll see.
1: All right. So I'm going to go with some NFL coach will get fired before Sunday.
2: Whoa. What? You got a specific uh, team in mind?
1: Uh, I'm thinking Chicago. Okay. Okay. But that, that that's, that's the one I'm leaning towards, but. I don't know how bad people are playing right now. You know, seats are already hot. So that, that's my guess is some, an NFL coach will get fired before next week. Hmm. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, we will have, check us out. Cowboys ride for free.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at Jacob Ingles. Uh, thanks to our special guest at pickle. Brick. Ian is, Uh, hit hit us up with your socials
0: ian nickel uh i-a-n-n-i-k-k-e-l on twitter and instagram uh that's where it's at
1: awesome thanks Uh, y'all thanks y'all have a good one see y'all next time see y'all